Hello there, Lafayette. We are six days. Well, I guess almost five days now because it's the end of Tuesday. Basically six days away from Christmas. We are getting ever closer to that magical. I mean, this whole time has been the magical time of the year. You guys know what I'm saying. But anyway, this is Joe Cunningham here on the Joe Cunningham Show News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation or use the KPL app chat if you would like to uh Share your thoughts. Be part of the conversation. I'll talk with you off the air, through the app. I'll talk with you on the air, responding to your app messages. Uh, just however you want to be part of the show. It is uh, it is my show, but I do want you guys to be a part of it. Uh, so I, I don't... I, I've been thinking about the Politico morning newsletter all day for a lot of different reasons. Maybe you've heard about it on some of the the shows today or the kind of the messaging behind it. The Democrats have decided that their big plan against Donald Trump right now is to compare him to Hitler. And my first thought was, How's that any different than the normal strategy? But then I really started to think about this is their actual 2024 strategy. And part of this comes from the fact that in, in a recent speech, Donald Trump referred to those coming into the country illegally as vermin, uh, which is similar verbiage that was uh, used or that is always used by people of a Nazi-ish intent. Um, so I'm not saying that Donald Trump is using Nazi language. I'm saying this is what the left is accusing him of. He's using the same language as the Nazis uh, used for people they didn't like. Of course, it's impossible for Donald Trump to uh, effectively be like Hitler. Donald Trump himself is orange and Hitler only liked white people. But aside from that, aside from that, there's nothing that you could do to make me take you any less seriously than to start calling your political opponents Hitler. And it's it's very bizarre that this is a, uh, a attack that they would take. Now, I want to explain my rationale behind what I'm about to say. A lot of you, a lot of you out there You remember 2008 and you remember 2012. What most people in the media forget is that history didn't begin with 2016. See, about every eight years or so, the media forgets about everything prior to that eight years. They remember some things selectively, things they've seen written down improperly on Wikipedia or on some message board or whatever. They, they forget the actual history of things. And I want to focus in particular on 2012. Stop me if you've heard this one before. There's a Republican running for office, and he's made it very clear that he doesn't need conservative support to win the presidential election. 
And instead, he's going to try to win the moderates. And so he and the Republican establishment do everything they can to court the people that they think will win them the election. And as a result, election night comes and members of the establishment slowly start losing their minds because they're not getting what they want. Karl Rove very famously was just flabbergasted by the results of Ohio. I think he was losing his mind on Fox News. He had that that Ben Franklin-style haircut at the time, kind of balding the top with the, the mullet in the back sort of thing, kind of looked like Ben Franklin, to be honest. But he was losing his mind on Fox News because Ohio was going toward the Democrats that night. What Republicans did in 2012, they did two things. The first thing they did was something that I've mentioned to you several times. In fact, I mentioned it uh, yesterday as well. Republican consultants are among the biggest grifters of conservatives. They take more conservative money and do less with it than any other group out there. Republican consultants, Republican strategists. And what they did, among other things, they, they, they took part in Project Orca, which was a get-out-the-vote, this massive get-out-the-vote effort. They invested all their money into tech firms that they were friendly with that would give them cuts, give them a cut of the, of the profits that went into it. And that was the idea. They would feed money into this Project Orca. It would be a huge success. It would be rolled out uh, for Republican races nationwide from here on out, and every consultant would get a cut of that pie. And Project Orca failed to launch so spectacularly that no Republican has ever spoken of it again. But the other thing Republicans did, and this was in the run-up to the 2012 election, is every Republican, not conservative, but every Republican decided that the message they needed in 2012 was Barack Obama bad, vote for me. And it didn't work. It didn't work. You can't tell your base, the conservative voters, that we don't need your vote and then look at the moderates and say, President bad, me good. That doesn't win you votes. But that's what Republicans did. That's what the Romney campaign did. And it was a disaster for Republicans. Barack Obama, every data metric you had showed that he was insanely vulnerable. His policies weren't very popular. He had been reprimanded in the midterm elections just two years before. He would be reprimanded in midterm elections again two years later. But in 2012, Republicans picked a candidate who spurned conservatives, looked at the moderates, and said, you should vote for me because I'm not that guy. Now, if I were to point this out and make the... and 
make the comparison to today that the Democrats want to do that to Donald Trump, that, that Joe Biden wants to stay in the House by saying orange man bad, orange man Hitler, that's not going to work. I mentioned that earlier today on Twitter and somebody shot back with what well, worked in 2018 and 2020 and 2022. It's not the strategy that the Democrats used. In fact, Democrats in 2018 should have had a huge blue wave. People forget this because we talk about the failure of the blue, of the red wave in 2022. People forget the, the Democrats were supposed to have a massive blue wave in 2018, and they didn't. Do you know why? Brett Kavanaugh. The absolute clown show, and I say clown because if I use the word I want to use, the FCC will not be happy with me. The clown show that was the Brett Kavanaugh hearings turned a lot of moderates away from Democrats. They either didn't vote or they voted Republican. In 2020, I know some of you have your theories as to what happened, but in 2020, you had a lot of exhausted Americans. And they voted against the incumbent rather than for the other guy. And in 2022, you had a bunch of bad candidates. It wasn't fear of Trump in 2018 and 2020 and 2022. It was exhaustion. It was voter exhaustion, particularly in 20 and 22. But even then, even if you want to say that it was all about voters hating Donald Trump and Democrats making everybody hate Donald Trump, at no point did they so readily go out there as they're trying to do right now and say, well, Donald Trump is Hitler. Because that is insane rhetoric. And it's proof that the Democrats, if they're using this rhetoric, it's proof they understand they can't stand on their own policies right now. And so they're going to go with orange man Hitler to try to scare voters into staying with them. And if you look at the data right now, it's not going to work. We'll take a break. We'll be back. It is your 5 o'clock news cruise brought to you by Service Chevrolet. Find new roads with service located at 1212 Ambassador Caffrey. We'll be back in a moment here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. 232-1542 is the number, or you can use the KPL app chat to send a message like Rob did. Get to Rob's comment in just a moment, but I want to let you know again it is your 5 o'clock news cruise brought to you by Service Chevrolet. Find new roads with Service Chevrolet at 1212 Ambassador Caffrey or check them out online if you go to servicegm.com. They have – your automotive needs are all met there. I mean, they've got new inventory daily, new and used car sales. They've got parts and service right there, body and collision center, uh, fine line custom auto, the wash uh, – you go to get your car service there. Free multi-point inspection. Front-end alignments only $89.95. Tire price match guarantee. All of that. When you just use servicegm.com, shop for yourself and see why Chevy Silverado is the number one best-selling retail full-size pickup. This is, again, Acadiana's number one Chevy dealer nine years in a row. 
can't get much better than the service that service will bring you. Service Chevrolet Cadillac 1212 Ambassador Caffrey here in Lafayette, just around the corner from here. Now, looking at the app before we take our break, Rob on the app says that what he thinks is also interesting is that we have a very young voter base, say 18 to 24, that doesn't exactly understand when they compare Donald Trump to Hitler. So if their focus is specifically on an alienating the base, they're doing a very good job of it. See, this actually kind of plays against the Democrats because the education system in, 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 in creating less, less finely instructed students, let's say. I mean, again, we have polls from recently that show that like one in five Americans in this age range, uh, they truly believe that Israel shouldn't exist, that Israel uh, is uh, an apartheid state, things like that. A lot of these young voters don't exactly really and truly understand. The, they, they don't get the grasp of comparing Donald Trump to Hitler. But, Rob, it's, it's more than that. Because Joe Biden is losing young voters, 18 to 24, 18 to 35, uh, anywhere from the Gen Zers, the Zoomers to, uh, to, to millennials, me, my, my generation. The Democrats are losing them at a pretty astounding rate right now. And in particular, they're losing Hispanic and black young voters. They're losing Hispanic parents. They're losing black moms in particular. Uh, the Democrats were already losing uh, young black men, but now they're they're losing black mothers as well. And simply comparing Donald Trump to Hitler doesn't appeal to any of them. So they're not just alienating the base. They're just out of there. It's not even alienation. It's the fact they're not connecting in the first place because they're out of ideas. More of your news of the day coming up here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation. So yeah, basically, the Democrats' base seems to be shifting to predominantly suburban white females, college-educated, largely with advanced degrees. That 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 really does seem to be their base right now. There's some more data that's come out on that. Uh, Young voters are ditching Joe Biden. The New York Times released a poll showing that Biden is trailing Donald Trump among registered voters. Uh, He's falling behind with young voters in particular. His job approval rating slid two points to 37 percent, while only a third of voters approve his handling of Israel's war in Gaza. Now, here's the thing that you need to understand about this New York Times poll. Biden is narrowly edging out Donald Trump with likely voters. The primary concern with Democrats is the rapid shift among young voters away from Biden, who propelled Biden to victory in 2020. Young voters were the primary reason that Joe Biden was able to win in 2020. Now, I know some of you want to argue with that. Just let me get through this, okay? Um, Here's what the New York Times wrote. Voters between 18 and 29 years old, traditionally a heavily Democratic demographic, 
jumped out. Nearly three quarters of them disapprove the way Mr. Biden is handling the conflict in Gaza. And among registered voters, they say they would vote for Mr. Trump by 49 percent to 43 percent. In July, those young voters backed Biden by 10 percentage points. Young voters, especially black and Hispanic Americans, have shown signs of unease toward Biden. Maybe this is transitory phenomenon. Maybe uh, this is from The Washington Post, by the way, this part about uh, black voters and Hispanic Americans. They wrote, and I mentioned this yesterday, maybe this is a transitory phenomenon, one that as the election approaches will begin to fade as these voters, alarmed at the possibility of another Trump presidency, return to the Democratic fold. Age is playing a part of it. There's an Axios headline today, Biden is reluctant to accept his old age, according to AIDS. From Axios, President Biden's reluctance to acknowledge his physical limitations at age 81 is causing some tension on his team as senior aides and First Lady Jill Biden push him to rest more and be vigilant about his health going into 2024. Current and former aides say Biden is extraordinarily energetic for his age, but his repeated insistence that he feels so young can draw eye rolls. Some current and former aides believe Biden doesn't realize how old he can come across. In conversations with with aides and family, he frequently says some version of, I feel so much younger than my age. Managing Biden's schedule and energy has become crucial to his re-election campaign, given widespread voter concerns about his ability to do the job until January 2029 when he'll be 86 years old. Current and former Biden aides say he often pushes to do more travel and events than they think he should. He's pushing up against his limits and sometimes creates a cycle in which he wears himself out, then appears fatigued during public events, which can increase concerns about his age, even when he's taking on a rigorous schedule. He's his own worst enemy when it comes to his schedule, a former Biden aide said. Biden's refusal to accept that he's old and frail is a problem. Now, one of the in, there's a couple of interesting data points. We talk about these poll numbers. There's a couple of interesting data points in a lot of these polls that come out. For example, this latest poll out today. Basically, if you look at the voters who voted in 2020, they support uh, Joe Biden has the advantage. If you look at people who didn't vote in 2020, Donald Trump has the advantage. Also, if you look at the polling, what you find is that when Donald Trump does have the advantage, if you add a conviction to Donald Trump, it fundamentally changes that demographic and actually hurts Trump. Those convictions from all these cases do appear in the polling data to hurt Donald Trump. However, the overall data point that I think most people, they talk about, but they don't spend a whole lot of time on, is just how many Americans are so disgusted by a repeat of 2020 in 2024. A bunch of Americans don't want Biden versus Trump 2.0. They don't. They don't want to be any part of that. What that data tells me is that, you know, 
statistic I brought up about how people who didn't vote in 2020 are more likely to support Trump and people who did vote in 2020 are more likely to support Biden or Joe Biden has the advantage rather. If you have a situation where most Americans really don't like the prospect of Trump versus Biden part two, the people who voted in 2020 are more likely to stay home. So then it becomes a turnout race. What's going to be the biggest factor in 2024 as to whether or not you're going to go vote? The economy. And Joe Biden right now is still pretending like the economy is great and it's us stupid Americans who just don't get it. So if you have a bunch of people who are just, they're disgusted by the idea of these two old dudes running against each other again, two old dudes they don't really like running against each other again, and a bunch of them decide to stay home and it becomes a fight in terms of just motivating any voters to come out and vote, and the economy is doing poorly, that favors Donald Trump. But this requires so many pieces to fall into place in so many certain ways, it's a very hard thing to actually predict. Most of you listening feel confident that if the race is held right now, Donald Trump wins. And I agree with you on that. I do feel if the race is held tomorrow, Donald Trump wins. Not just the primary, but the actual one-on-one against Joe Biden. But that's Donald Trump with no convictions. That's the economy still being bad. And that's the Democrats deciding the only way they can fight Joe Biden or Donald Trump is to call him Hitler. But we're still a year away. And plenty of things can change. You have the Iowa caucus. You have the New Hampshire primary. Those are the first two things. Those could fundamentally change the Republican primary. If Ron DeSantis manages to pick up a win in Iowa and slash or Nikki Haley manages to pick up a win in New Hampshire, that could change Donald Trump's base of support. If Donald Trump makes it through the primary, but he has a conviction, that changes Election Day 2024. That one thing, that one aspect added to Donald Trump's biography, a conviction on any of the cases before the courts right now, that can change the equation. Can. Can change. I'm not saying it will. I'm saying it can. There's data to suggest it can. But if the economy stays like it is and inflation may continue to go down, maybe it even gets into that 2% range, what's the flip side of that? The flip side of that is now interest rates are super high. And there's a bunch of American families in the wake of COVID-19 who are finally able to get out. They couldn't move on with their lives like they could during COVID. And they've been saving up and saving up. And now they're ready to buy a house. And interest rates have now doubled the prices of mortgages. So these families that have wanted to grow their family and grow their households, they can't because it's now the, the price Price is prohibiting them from being able to move. So even if inflation does sink back down to 2% and things return to relative normalcy, people can't afford 
to move. They can't afford to buy a new home. They can't afford to grow their family as a result. They'll be mad about that. The one good bit of economic news that Joe Biden has over the last several months, he can't brag about. And that's gas prices. Because if he starts bragging about how his administration brought gas prices down, then all those little young progressives who are still kind of on his side because they believe in climate change, all of a sudden they're like, what the hell are you doing? We don't want people using gas. And then they start leaving the Democratic Party in droves. They don't go out and vote in 2024. So he can't even brag about gas prices, which is the only positive uh, economic trend that we've seen in Joe Biden's favor. This is all such a delicate dance right now. And this is this is the part that I, I, I know a lot of people, they are set in their convictions. I know a lot of you are set in your convictions. You know that Donald Trump is going to win. You know he's going to be the candidate. He's going to win in 2024. You know that. You, are, you believe that with all of your heart and soul. You have faith in Donald Trump. But just like anything else, that requires a lot of things to fall into place. But it's much easier for all of that right now to fall in Donald Trump and fall into place for Donald Trump rather than Joe Biden. And I think the Democrats are starting to understand that. I think they're starting to realize that they've put all of their eggs into the basket of this doddering old fool. That now there's no way out. There is no backup in Kamala Harris. She's just as much of a word salad producer as Joe Biden is, except Joe Biden has the four. He has experience behind him in terms of decades in the Senate and deck and, and time with Barack Obama in the executive branch. He at least has some experience. Kamala Harris has no experience that's worth bringing to the table. Pete Buttigieg has no experience worth bringing to the table. He was he's. The transportation secretary right now, before that, he was a mayor in South Bend, Indiana. That in no way prepares you for the job of leading the country. Gavin Newsom, do you understand, Democrats, how insane it would be to take a far-left California politician and say, we want to make the rest of America look like this? And you have Michelle Obama, who wants to be nowhere near Washington, D.C. or the White House ever again. So as much as people say, well, there's a problematic path for, for Donald Trump because of all the legal issues and all the money that has to be spent defending him and this, that and the other, all this Republican infighting. Do they understand all the problems with their own guy? I don't think they do. I really don't think they do. It's kind of funny, but it's also kind of sad. It's your 5 o'clock news cruise. We're about to take it all the way home. We're going to take this break. We'll be back in just a moment. Your news cruise brought to you by Service Chevrolet. Find new roads with Service Chevrolet at 1212 Ambassador Caffrey here in Lafayette or at servicegm.com. The Joe Cunningham Show back in just a moment. Breaking news as we wind up the show here on uh, News Talk 96.5 KPL. It's the Joe Cunningham Show. Your 5 o'clock news crew is about to wrap up. Brought to you by Service Chevrolet. Uh, a Colorado Supreme Court, the Colorado Supreme Court in a 4-3 ruling has held that Donald Trump's presence on the ballot in 2024 would be a wrongful act under the election code. 
arguing that the former president is disqualified from holding the presidency under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment to the United States Constitution, which reads, no person, no person shall, be a, shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president or hold any office, civil, military, under the United States or under any state who, having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of this, any state legislature, Yada yada shall have engaged in an insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid and comfort to the enemies thereof. But Congress may, by a vote of two thirds of each house, remove such disability. This uh, so there was a Colorado court that had tossed um, this case. And then on appeal, it went all the way up to the to the Colorado Supreme Court. Colorado Supreme Court has um, has ruled in a four three basically party line vote that Donald Trump is ineligible to be on the ballot in Colorado. Uh, this is pending an appeal. Uh, there will be a January 4th hearing on this. This is probably going to work its way to the Supreme Court. And here's the thing. Um, this is... The thing is, Donald Trump hasn't been charged with or found guilty of insurrection or treason. So you can't really rule him ineligible to be on the ballot for such things if he hasn't been charged with, much less found guilty of, treason or insurrection. And so this is uh, this is clearly a partisan decision from the Colorado Supreme Court. I don't think it makes its way. I, I don't. I don't think it holds. Um, I could be wrong on that, but I really, if this could work its way up to the U.S. Supreme Court, and I don't think they would. I, I don't think that they would look at this and say that you can be ineligible for the ballot for something you haven't been found guilty of. But we'll see. Um, But that is the latest news. The Colorado Supreme Court has ruled that Donald Trump is ineligible to be on the ballot in Colorado in 2024. That, of course, uh, again, is under appeal already and will likely be overturned. You guys have a great evening. Talk to you again tomorrow. It's the Christmas season. Be with your families. Love your families. Remember the reason for the season aside from the crass commercialism. And I'll talk to you guys again soon. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show, or email Joe at RedState.com. The podcast version of the show going live shortly. If you get the podcast through Apple, Spotify, or wherever, make sure you leave a rating or review. The algorithm loves that. I'll love it too. But that helps the show grow, and that's always important. If you have me on Substack, if you've subscribed on Substack, you'll get the podcast there. If you haven't subscribed on Substack, Go to Substack.com, look for The Joe Cunningham Show there. You'll find it. Subscribe. You'll get everything in your email. Have a great evening. Talk to you again soon here on News Talk 96.5 KPL.